This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. We would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hotspring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with Roto, Paint, 3D Match Move, or Cleanup, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com And last but not least, Logic Academy Pro. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend it. There are so many cool courses that range from CG car replacement, Nuke for Flame Artists, Mocha, color management, VFX supervision, and also meetups for mentoring your career. So check out pro.logic.tv if you are interested. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Glenn. Shall we kick this off with some of the usual questions? If you use desktop, are you horizontal or vertical? You know, that was a question that I couldn't answer for the longest time, but I think I can finally answer that. I would say I will go for the vertical. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because... Yeah, what, what do you prefer about it? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I never had a preference because like, I didn't use that part of Flame as much, but as of, after seeing other you know, in-house Flame artists, how, how they use it, and I'm super convinced. And I got convinced because like apparently... If you're using horizontal, mm -hmm. you can make lots of click mistakes. Apparently, like you know, even though you're while while you're clicking and dragging, it might fall into a different like reel or into a sequence. But oh. you use vertically, yeah. Then apparently you have this extra set, uh, like step where if you wanna move a footage, you have to like click and hold it out, and then you can move. You, you can't like immediately drag it out. So after that, yes. I'm like, all right, I'm team vertical. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, it's so funny that that exact feature is why I don't use vertical. <laughs> because <laughs> because it's I'm so used to in horizontal, just like easily moving things. But you're right. You could accidentally move something. But with vertical, you have to do that like one extra step. And it that throws me off. It throws off my whole thing. So that is that's amazing. But that's a good reason, though, to use vertical. Right? I, That's I mean, awesome. I'm like, yeah. I, I haven't really personally experienced, like, what is the pros and cons of a horizontal and vertical. So maybe I'm still neutral. But, you know, you get influenced okay. to people around you. So right now I'm like, okay, Tim, vertical. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Have you ever tried freeform? No, no, I don't like it. I don't know why you even use it. Yeah, neither do I. You know, it was an old Linux uh, smoke thing. Like smoke didn't have reels. It had the free form. So a lot of the smoke artists from say the nineties or two thousands that had to migrate to flame, they use free form because that's what they're used to. So <laughs> that explains because back in the nineties and early two thousands, like wasn't there no rules and that's how people kind of, you know, <laughs> make yeah. up their own rules. Oh, for sure. Time. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So we've, we've talked about desktop reels for, keyboard shortcuts do you like flame or smoke yeah that's the thing too so like you know i haven't really experienced either like first of all like you know i started with flame so smoke yeah i have zero idea what smoke is and again 
thanks to um, John, who like you know uh, explained to me. Apparently, like smoke hotkeys are so efficient when you're using a lot of your time in timeline or like doing a lot of editing mm-hmm. jobs. That are that's very very efficient. But again, not there yet. So I'm still I'm very open minded. But I guess gotcha. Since I started with flame hockey, so I guess I will have to go with flame because I have no choice. <laughs> no, no, for sure. That's awesome. I'm similar. I modify a good chunk of my keys, but it's the flame base. Mm. I tried smoke, and I feel like yeah, maybe for timeline it's faster. But once you're in batch, I feel like you have to click more keys to do things than the flame hotkeys. Like with flame, I feel like a lot of the stuff you could get done with like one click, mm. whereas a smoke, it's like you got to go alt click or do, you know, whatever, whatever. So, okay. Now for tablet, are you in the front of the keyboard or off to the side? Interesting. Um, I think it's front of the keyboard. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm, I'm left-handed. So, and then I would, I would actually put keyboard on the side or something like that. Or, or a little. Oh, bit so you do? Back. Okay. Yeah. Or just a little bit off to the side. Yeah, a little yeah. bit off. Side. Okay. So yeah, that's it. Nice. Do you have a preference in batch of one up or two up view or three up? I've heard some people even using six up now, which just seems crazy. But yeah, I will question how big their monitor is. If it's six up, that's like ultra <laughs> wide. That's the only way to go. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, for that question, I go for two up. And I think it's because two I up. have a nuke background. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so so nuke is more two up? Well, it's definitely, you have more flexibility because you can actually pop out a window and then you can like, you know, organize as you want to. You can move it to the second monitor. It's like, you can be creative with yeah. it. Yeah. Because I started out with Nuke, so like that interface is more familiar. And I do kind of want to see, as I click a note, I want to see what I'm doing at the same time. So yeah, two up these days. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Before, when I was doing more beauty work, it didn't really matter. But as soon as like now that my job is more dynamic when it comes to like more compositing jobs, then I, f- I think I grow up to do two of you up. Yeah. Two of you up. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've met a lot of artists recently that use two up. And it's interesting. Flame actually seems to save whatever view the last artist was using. Mm. So if you open up a batch where the artist was using two up, it'll load it with two up. But I'm such a one up person. I immediately go turn that off. And then (laughs) no judgment there. (laughs) Yeah, no (laughs) judge. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like you have to click more with one up, but because that's how I started, yeah. I'm just faster. And when I have two up, sometimes I'll click the wrong button for the wrong thing. So then I'm like, oh, crap. Oh. So I just stick to one up mostly. <laughs> so you just yeah. the extra steps. It seems like that's just not your thing. Yeah, I'll just I'll just do the extra click. To, 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 yeah, yeah. Like escape, whatever. Yeah. Awesome. So you started a nuke. Let's Prior to that, can we go kind of more backstory? How did you get into post-production? Like, what was your first start? The funny thing was I didn't start out wanting to do post-production. I think I kind of, like, discovered as I started the whole journey into, like, what I want to become. Much earlier days, I was more interested doing pre-production. So, like, more art direction or production design. I 
think that was what I wanted to do in the beginning. But later, you know, learning CG and stuff and finding what compositing is, I think that's when I'm like, oh, never mind. I actually want to do finishing part of it. Oh, well, okay, cool. Yeah. So that's nice. kind of started. Cool. So, and you mentioned CG. Were you doing some 3D like Maya or, or, or you just mean the CG in the compositing sense? Actually, CG itself intimidated me. Mm-hmm. because I'm not a math person. Okay, yeah. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, if you want to do CG, like you need you need to know how to read graph or you need to be good with numbers. So I'm like, okay. So, and the irony of whole everything is that the reason that I started doing art was not to study as much, but this field, but more as I go, <laughs> I... yeah. You get so close. Your life is all about math. Your life is all about now computer science. So I think how life folded out, it's very ironic. That's hilarious. Yeah. So actually, so CG, I thought, and plus, like, instead of CG, I actually majored in stop motion animation, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So very, like, old school techniques. Which adds more reason why I'm like, oh, I'll never do CG in my life because, you know, I was young. (laughs) I was, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was our student, right? So, like, you have this, like, yep. you know, early adoptive philosophy, like, oh, tradition the best, you know, like, all handcrafted. I you know. know. Yeah. I was, so I have to ask, are you a fan of uh, Phil Tippett? Phil Tippett. He was big in the, gosh, it'd be probably 70s, 80s, early 90s. He was all stop motion. So he did a lot of stuff for Star Wars where, you know, the, God, like, I'm not even a Star Wars person, but, you know, like, the uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. I don't even know the characters, but all the ant- the creatures that on, like, the snow planet. And, yeah, so he was doing a lot of that stop motion. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he he was big. In, I mean, there were many other stop motion artists, but he was kind of one of the big, big ones. So I wasn't sure if you were a fan of his work. But, but don't worry about it because me too, I'm terrible with names. I just like what I see. But I think yeah, I should be more be more interested learning my art people who, you know, has names and who is very, you know, respected in this field. But I think I'm like, oh, I like that. I like this. I like that. And then I just kind of move on. So Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm curious. So what was it about stop motion that attracted you to that? Was there a certain cartoon or movie or was it just the uh, tactical feel of like building a model and like moving it frame by frame? So that's the, another thing where like I never really know about stop motion, you know? Oh, okay. yeah. That also kind of, you know, it was a coincidence or like, you know, um, as I was studying animation itself, I was like, oh, I like stop motion because uh, when I was like, um, you know, when you're in high school and I'm our student and you kind of like, you know, start to think about what direction you want to go. Right. So obviously I was considering, you know, the many fields like do I want to become a fashion designer? Do I want to become an interior designer? Like so, you know, like some kind of design, like I knew that I wanted to do something very creative, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was like, you know, watching a bunch of like TV animations after school. They always put on this all like animations. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was like recess and, you know, some. Yes, I remember yes, that. Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and everything was like on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is all this fun stuff? And then one day it hit me where if you do animation, you have to do everything. 
you know? Mm, right. Right? Like, yeah, everything in the frame. Yeah. yeah. Or you can be a fashion designer because you have to design characters. You can be an interior designer. You can be an architect because you have to design environment. You have to think of all that. So I was like, oh my God. Cool. Yeah. So initially I was like, okay, I'm going to do animation. And obviously it was a 2D animation. But as I was studying 2D animation, so I went to school of visual arts for during my, my college years. And then I got very ambitious. We're like, you know what? I want to try every type of animation. So oh, my wow. original plan was fresh year, freshman year, I wanted to do, you know, 2D animation. Second year, oh, there's a thing called stop motion. Okay, I'll do stop motion. And then third year, I was planning that I will do CG. So I can be like, so I was very greedy in that sense. And I don't know if I was even ready to be that greedy or if I was like, you know, res- you know, how can I say? I wasn't sure if I was dedicated to, to oh, okay. do all of yeah. that, you know, because obviously each art form, has it's, it's huge. There's a lot to learn. But I think I was, yes. you know, because I was so ignorant, because I didn't know anything, I thought like, oh, you know, that's my plan. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, <laughs> I can probably do it. Why not? So I, I don't know. Maybe I had this like... I don't know what I had back then. I kind of wish I had yeah. it now, but I don't. <laughs> but back then, <laughs> the confidence level was like this young Shannon. She had it. Right, right. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I think so. Too. So how did it end up? What Did you do that your third year? Did you actually do CG or no? You abandoned it. And that's the you know funny part because like after 2, 2D, I really find it quickly that I didn't want it to do because I didn't have the patience. Oh, God, because, you know, yeah. You have to be very articulate. You are drawing every, every move. Back then, you know, we had lunchbox. Mm-hmm. We like draw on the, you know, disc, light disc. And then, you know, you flip the papers to check your animation. Yeah. So it was, a bit, you know, so I started out like studying traditional 2D animation. Yeah, it's just that I guess I didn't have the patience. I didn't really enjoy like drawing, you know, like by pencil and everything. And then after that, it's not even done. You have to color it. You have to ink it. So there's all this, yeah. like, you know, more process to polish your animation so 2d definitely i didn't want to do and then second year comes and then i do stop motion and uh, i really enjoyed every part of it like from puppet making to build a set to you know um of course actual animation part was really uh heartaching it was very painful and i always kind of compare with like i was almost like similar to drug addiction because like it's so painful but at the end when you watch it you're like okay i can this is amazing yeah 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 i'm assuming this is how it must feel like when you have a child that's that's what my sister oh wow like you know she has a son and then she's like you know i want to have a baby again but and then i'll be like you you said that you're tired you want to have another one (laughs) yeah i forgot so i guess like like similar exactly i'm assuming so, that's amazing. Yeah, so stop motion it was. And uh, that's how I kind of didn't proceed to CG. But I, Okay. You know, the but you know, I kind of regret because if I started CG back then, it would have been so much more easier to like, you know. <laughs> right. That's right. future, but Yeah. So well, did you did you start compositing while doing stop motion and I only ask because I've seen some new kind of stop motion cartoons where they do a lot of compositing now. Right. And yeah. So were you doing a little bit of that while learning stop motion or was it just whatever is in the frame is in the frame and. (laughs) 
like you said, whatever okay. in the frame was in the frame. It wasn't it wasn't so fancy back in the, in the, the, the like especially like I guess the program that I was doing. First of all, it wasn't a very popular program. All right, like mm-hmm. I it was like all the students they were either doing two D animation or CG. You know that was more popular. So stop motion was very very small. So okay. our school didn't really pay attention, but I think it was our year that we kind of begged our school to invest. So before then, we also, you know, we were shooting with Lunchbox, the stop motion. Oh, yeah, and okay, and uh, and then we were like telling or or, or you know those like DV camcorder. Yeah. You know? So so we were and the, but you know things were evolving, and then that's when like Dragon, the stop motion program yeah. was coming out. I think that came out when I was in third or fourth year, I think around that time. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it looked really cool. I've never used it, but I remember when it came out. It was revolutionary because, you know, and mm. uh, that's when we start to ask our school to like, can we get, you know, DSLR cameras? And that's how I shot my thesis. So nice. comp- comping, it wasn't really, uh, I don't know, we didn't have that in the picture yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how did you transition into Nuke? I wanted to come back to animation because before then I was I kind of like had a shift where I was doing a lot of like production assistant work at a like TV shows or film. Oh yeah, yeah. like uh, for an art department. So, but after that experience, I was like, you know what? I actually want to come back to animation. I want to do you know more creative things. Mm-hmm. But that's when, you know, everything kind of the whole industry transitioned toward digital. Yeah. And if I wanted to be working in this industry, then I have to learn CG. So um, that's when I decided to go to New York Film Academy because they were offering a one-year program to do CG. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I will do that. And also they offered like, because I'm Canadian, right? So if I want to work in America, there's whole visa like issue and stuff. And then um, Knife also gave you this like, you know, um, student visa where you can work after it. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, but there's a bit of tragedy. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. okay. uh, I'm open to go into that. But if you don't want to go into that, no worries. So yeah. But because, you know, at this point, I'm like, yes it's nothing where so anyway so like i had a one year of nifa and that's when uh, i you know learned uh learned maya learned about like you know zbrush and all this type of different cg programs and then that's where i learned nuke where i did hear about this program before but again people scared me because if you want to be good at compositing or know how to use nuke you have to know your math so i was like okay i guess that's not my friend true. but surprisingly it was very attractive. It was so much fun. And I really like whatever stress that you felt while learning that program was very enjoyable because obviously anything new is going to stress you out anyways. Mm-hmm. But this stress, I was like, I like it, you know? <laughs> oh, good. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, yeah, stressful, but you had a lot of inspiration there. To like keep going and get better and better. Oh, yeah. Right. Because like how you would bring all this element and you kind of polish it and then you kind of make it look better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was very addictive. 
my way. So okay. Like I was like, okay, I really like it. And I, I guess that let that control you have over how it's gonna be exported yeah. was the main attractive point. Cool. So let's dive into that because it seems like you kind of came into Nuke immediately into compositing CG. Is that true, or were you did you start Nuke doing more paint cleanup stuff and then mm-hmm. migrated into CG? What was your kind of first kind of compositing task within Nuke? I, it was my group project that I did with my friends when I was in Naifa. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I kind of took the title as an art director as well. So I would ask my friends, you know, it was four girls in a team and we called our team Fat Four. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, and individually, we all had their, uh, we had our interest separated. So we had you know, a friend uh, who was interested in doing animation and a friend who was interested in doing modeling and environmental design. So, you know, they would use Maya to do their art. And then I will, yeah. you know, bring them in to nuke and comping them. So that was my very first hands-on like. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice because after we finished the film, we entered into a lot of like, you know, those indie film festivals and we got awards and stuff. So yeah, that gave me a lot of good confidence boost. And then continuing with new, I had my first internship with, uh, you know, through my instructor. But like, again, because, you know, that it wasn't easy because of all this like side you know, issues or something like that, mm-hmm. where like, you know, okay. even though I wanted to like continue work. So like my teacher, my instructor wanted to continue, but, you know, because I had this visa, issues, I couldn't stay in America. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of story that <laughs> goes. Behind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, anyway. did you have to go back to Canada for a bit or were you able to stay? No. Yeah. So I had to go back. And then there was like long terms of like, you know, where I had to figure out to navigate the waters kind of thing, because um, mm-hmm. it was really hard because like, you know, even though you want to continue like building up through internships and like junior jobs, for some reason, like it was hard to find that position, finding a junior job. Okay. There was a bit of a chunk of time where like I was doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to like pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know, like I, I call it my dark ages. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Because, because, you know, it's just it's just funny. It seemed like nothing was working when that was inputting so much like, you know, effort to become a junior, become a compositing artist. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it was quite a journey. And then and then after um, moving out of New York, I was like going back to, you know, Toronto, going back to Korea and then Vancouver, Toronto. Oh, wow. Yeah, just to figure okay, out like over. what, how can I do this kind of thing? So. Yeah. Oh, so we're, when you say you were going over, you were like working in different cities. To, I like, tried, right? Like you got to oh, do wow. something, right? So, you know, yeah. When I, so when I went back to Korea, that's when I did, you know, a lot of uh, production assistant jobs, working in film, working in commercials. Oh, my and gosh. Like, yeah. 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 And then, and then that kind of go back to like, oh, how did you, why did you decide you want to do CG or something? like? Yeah. You know, I'm curious in Korea, I don't know if you had any post experience there, but what I heard was they're heavily invested into flame. Like a lot of the post-production companies in Korea, uh, maybe a little more so than Nuke, mm-hmm. which is not the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, normally people invest in a Nuke. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I feel like that's a more today's 
Oh, really? Okay. Because, um, and I, maybe I, I'm, I'm basing this on nothing actually, because I, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I wasn't at the post side, so I was more on the, you know, on the, um, production side of like doing things. Okay. So what, what was that experience? Like, how did you like working in Korea in production? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was it like really tough? It was tough. It was tough. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, that kind of like started a whole my dark age actually where like, you know, like, so there was like a, you know, there was a bit of a culture shock and there was a bit of like, even though I speak pretty good Korean, but because mm-hmm. I speak good Korean, they think that I'm not from like from overseas. So there was a lot of like misunderstanding of like, so that's where the cultural difference was oh. there. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's fine. But I think back in when I was working, I think that was the whole kind of real and vibe yeah. of the environment. Okay, so sorry. Are you saying, so your Korean's really good. So they thought you were native yeah. to Korea? Yeah, oh, wow. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> flattering too, right? Like, oh my God, yeah. I'm Korean, but in- internally I'm like, Right, but you're like, I didn't grow up here, Not really. so I don't. Yeah, yeah, so I don't yeah okay, speak okay. Your language, I mean, your culture, like, yeah, I speak your language, yeah. but I don't know your culture, kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so it was really tough, and it was like my entry level. So a lot of learn as you go, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I worked in production for a couple of years. It's. It's tough work, no matter where you're doing it. You know, it's not easy. So some people love it, but that's another reason why I went into post too. I, I like a air conditioned room. You know, you're, <laughs> you know, you know, every day you're in the kind of the same spot, and, yeah, and <laughs> you have coffee on hand. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's very physically, like the physical labor is like very intense. And there were yeah. so many nights like I was lacking sleep, and like I was driving long distance. You know, I think yeah. that's when I kind of improved my driving skill because I'm always like driving everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So it really ma- toughened, toughened me up. Yeah. Toughened you up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So that's why okay. because of that past, I appreciate more of today kind of thing. For sure. I think it's good to go through those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a few years like that too, where it's, you know, to pay the bills. Uh, yeah. I'll do some production work, but <laughs> it wasn't fun, but you kind of have to do it. And yeah, I mean, some people love it. I still have friends who are in production and they would never do post-production. Like that's just not a thing. Yeah. But for me, I was the reverse. I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> This isn't where I want to be. Yeah. Did you start at a company then in Canada after Korea or did you go back to New York for compositing? I went to this like academy, another academy where like they were more specialized, where I can spe- I can specialize in uh, compositing where, or I can more focus on compositing. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and then I got out with a, uh, you know, portfolio to show around and then I went to Vancouver to see yeah. have the opportunity because that's that's the hub right where all this like uh, yo, big yeah. dinosaur uh studios are located i know and surprisingly there was no junior position they were all asking for two to three years of experience in feature or something so i was like oh, oh really one of the ha- uh, vfx house that i want to go was mpc mm-hmm. and the only place that they hire a junior or where they would train was their in india location bangalore location no way. So I so I actually went to one of those like recruitment event and I actually asked the recruiter like, do I need to go to India? Because I will. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's dedication. You know, yeah. I will Amazing. go to Bangalore and like you know if I have to, I will. Yeah. like 
and as I, and I told her, is this a good idea? And she's like, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. well, yeah, so yeah, she gave me a reality check right there. So I was like, okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did that lead to a job though in Canada or no? No, it didn't. No, okay, no. okay. I, I wasn't sure if she's like, well, actually, we do have a junior role here. We just didn't post it. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it was, so it was so discouraging back then because no matter how I, what I do, like it seemed like the opportunity will always pass by me. So mm, it was really hard to okay. keep your mental health really like, you know, don't go to yeah. that place. There was a time where finally there was a uh, breakthrough where like it really happened out of nowhere. And but and also huge emphasis why you should always kind of keep a good networking, because um, Mm -hmm. one day I was on my Facebook posting. I was using Facebook back then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. um, (laughs) And then there's one posting uh, uh, where my past instructor said, like, hey, like I'm I'm looking for someone who want to do roto work. So I was like, oh, "Oh, I can do roto. Not really. But (laughs) yeah. But hey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I can make mats. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, and so that that was my very first like freelance work. Okay. And uh, and obviously, like I had to kind of like learn mocha as I was going. So it was like kind of like you know you fake it till make it kind of situation. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but um, that but that was where things were starting to look up because. After oh, that, on. my instructor's like, oh, Shannon, would you be uh, interested to learn Flame? I was like, what is Flame? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. think about it. Like, this is the, and then finally, like, you know, the, maybe the story starts from here where, like, so he, he, like, he, like, you know, and that's how I got connected with another super amazing Flame artist. Her name is Susan Dyer. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of her name. I've never met her, but yeah. Oh, in- she has beautiful smile, like incredible energy. And uh, I got connected with her. And apparently my first company that I worked at, they were looking for a junior to train. Nice. I know. And I'm like, wow. So you get, you are, you're getting trained, but you're getting paid at the same time? Right. <laughs> yes. That's possible, right? But again, yeah. I was I wasn't so hopeful because again of because of my whole visa thing like I was I was kind of like doubting like who would pay and sponsor okay. visa like that's a lot of you know investment at a company's end so so I think that that really helped me because you know I felt not so attached where I don't look too desperate. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, you know what? Whatever. I'll still go. And then like that that's when I was I think oh, I was in Toronto actually. Uh-huh. And I was doing oh actually, you know, I was actually working at a small studio as a new like junior artist. But it was it was it was like a freelance job, so it was a contract based. So my yeah. contract was about to be over anyways. So so off, okay. off I go to New York, and then I went to my first company, and that's where actually Josh was. Josh, oh yeah, yeah. Josh Lawrence. Was, oh cool, you know. very and nice. He, he's he's my very first uh, flame boss. <laughs> oh nice. Okay, cool, cool. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah, so and cool. Then, small then, world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. After knowing him, very small. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I know. Like you know, we know each other. It's very tight needed. I I love it. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. That's how I got my first flame. 
uh, physician, and I was trained in beauty retouch. And then oh, cool. Okay. And then now I'm here, like you know, doing more stuff in Flame. That's great. Well, I kind of want to go down some of the tasks you had to do as like a junior artist, because I know there's been some posts on the Logic Academy Pro about kind of titles and like what each title does. So as a junior, what were some of your first tasks um, other than just like opening up Flame and learning how different it is from Nuke? <laughs> I think there's a general skill as a junior, right? Like tracking a roto. That's like a fundamental yeah. basic skill you need. And I think I was in a very particular situation where like, because the the posting house that I was getting trained and working, we did a lot of beauty based work. Every, so the, the, there was a particular skill set that was needed. So I don't know if that's more for junior, but I think generally in, even even order to do a beauty work, you will have, need to have that basic knowledge how tracking works, right? Yes, so I think course. I think that's the most fundamental, honestly. We didn't do lot of conforms that was a job that um more of a senior level was doing in that okay so you were mostly shot based it was i started out with shot based and okay so you're probably just on like a flare too right or, yeah. or were you actually on a flight yeah because flare you don't really have that the actual timeline tab even though i think there's some workarounds you could you could actually have a timeline in it but yeah yeah but you know the funny okay. thing is actually actually you mentioned flare because i started flare and it was only the senior or like senior freelancers. Yeah. They were opening Flame. I felt Flame was so huge. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I kind of had it. I, I kind of put Flame on a pedestal for some reason. Like, oh, like that's like, you know, when you level yeah. up, you get to use Flame, right? Because before I was like, a... I'm using Flare and doing, you know, like shooting off shots, like doing beauty works. Right, right. Yeah, I think Flare, like it doesn't have the conform tab and then yeah. the timeline tab, but that's it. I mean, it's it's a it's a flame. It's actually, I find it more powerful than Flame Assist because There's a Flame Assist has timeline conform, but it has it doesn't have all the tools for compositing. Yeah, so when I first opened a flame, I felt like a big kid. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, I'm fine. I made it. I made it. I give you that kind of feel like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm next level. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. See, seeing as how you kind of came from shot base, like started in Nuke, mm -hmm. then Flare and doing a lot of beauty. Mm -hmm. How was your transition to conforming? Like, was that something you had never done before? Or because you had worked on projects at uh, the New York Film School, you had to do some conforms for your projects? Yeah, the, the concept of conforming didn't kick in till after like I started Flame. Because, you know, mm -hmm. Nuke, there is no... No, they don't. Really I mean, if you have Nuke Studio, you could conform. Right. But and I think, yeah, most Nuke artists just have Nuke. So yeah, and I think also Nuke Studio kind of came into place like later, later, right? Like true, like, true, that's true. With it, so um, yeah, that's the thing. Like I haven't done much of conforming yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe after my first company, I think, and then I kind of like changed to a different company in the middle of pandemic, which was like pretty lucky. Okay. And I think that's when I was starting to conform, but then I changed mm -hmm. my <laughs> oh, Okay, okay. So are you are you still kind of mostly shot based now? Yeah, I'm still still shot based, but um Okay. Hey, I mean if you enjoy it, yeah. stay there. You know, conforms can get out of control pretty yeah. fast. So <laughs> it's more of like I'm 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 waiting to have the opportunity to do conform. So like right now I'm okay. watching a lot of tutorials and like try it on my own little bit kind of thing yeah but yeah 
Well, do you have an interest for it? Like, are you kind of, oh, I really want to start conforming more? Or is it more of like, I just want to learn it so when the time comes, I'm prepared? I think my greed kicks in here as well. You know, like, I'm like, if I'm going to do flight, I want to know every tab what this is. Okay, yes. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you look really cool when you conform. You do. Like. Really? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Really? It makes you feel like you're doing serious work. Actually, oh, whole, interesting. I don't know. The whole um, UI of like the interface of Flame looks like you're doing serious work. And I like Right. That. I mean, that there is that. Yeah. It is yeah. kind of like the showman. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, yeah, it gives that feel. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> what I've noticed when I've led jobs, mm-hmm. you do a lot less compositing because there's so much going on. Your producers, uh, your, uh, supporting artists are reaching out to you every two seconds. Hey, like, where's, uh, I need this element or, Hey, the cuts changed. Okay. Here's the new offline. Mm -hmm. So you don't really get to dive in and focus on a shot. Mm -hmm. What I find is a lot of times after hours, that's when I pick up. Okay, cool. I could like focus now on like do some stuff. But, um, when you're leading the job, it's like you're dishing things out, you're posting stuff, you're rebuilding conforms because things are changing. So it can be a little chaotic at times. Like <laughs> I kind of go between like, oh yeah, I, I want to lead a job. And then you do that and you're like, oh, I just, uh, yeah, I'd rather just composite a couple shots or, <laughs> but then when you do a little too much composite and you go, oh, I want to get back in a timeline. <laughs> wow, it sounds like be careful of what you wish for. I think so. I think so. No, I mean, I love it. I love it for sure. But it is like when you're kind of leading that conform and doing a whole campaign. Yeah, yeah. What I've personally found is you have a lot less time to focus on compositing Mm -hmm. like certain shots. So it also kind of depends on the the company you work for Mm -hmm. and like the jobs they take. Yeah, that really And all of that. Yeah, because like the current company I'm with right now is what you just described. Like you do everything like, you know, the client session or like you do test for them you conform you know everything yeah yeah so 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 at your current company um are you saying there's like kind of like one artist per job or do multiple artists kind of work on uh, the same job no actually it's more of like one lead and then it will be distributed okay yeah okay so these seem like bigger jobs then yeah coming in and yeah okay okay cool was the transition to flame difficult coming from nuke because there are differences right like all your channels in nuke Mm -hmm. get passed through Mm -hmm. so you could pull out a mat way down a script whereas in flame you're like wait what like i gotta go all the way wait Wait, we need mats for the DI? I got to compile all these mats together? Like, good grief, you know? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, the transition, um, because it's like still same concept, right? I think you, you people here say this a lot. So it's learning what Nuke does, what Flame is called. I think only that kind of connection is like a, one more, like building that bridge is the work. But once you build like, the bridges between this node equals to this flame node. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. then, honestly, I think people can transition quite smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started compositing in flame, and then I've been trying to pick up nuke on the side. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that threw me off was how mats work in nuke, oh. right? So like flame, it's like you got your foreground, your background, and mm-hmm. your, your mat, your alpha. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Nuke, you know, the merge node, it defaults to you need to pre-comp, right? So that like threw me off right away. I'm just like, wait, why isn't, I, I have a Mac coming in. Like, why isn't this working? 
yeah, as you mentioned that, you're right. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, time is more intuitive, I guess. Like doing, but yeah, it's like broken uh, Legos that you create in Nuke. It feels like if you want to build something, right? Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like you use a lot more nodes in Nuke, mm -hmm. but I could see how coming from or going from Nuke to Flame can be difficult because in Flame there's a lot of hidden features, like an action. You could have an action, and then you could have like a master key or, or not ma modular key within action. So that it's like you go into an action, then you go into your modular key, and you're like three. It's like I always call it the inception of like compositing because you're like going into these weird like modules world in a world. And I was like, you go deep, deep, yeah, deep, like yeah. But like even in Nuke, like you pull out a tracker, your tracking icons are just at the top. You just go, oh, track. Whereas in Flame, it's like you pull out an action, then you got to go into an action to then track something, you know, it's like a lot of steps. I'm used to it because I started in Flame, but I could see how it's difficult mm. to merge into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you felt that at all. There's some like, you know, I wish like Flame would have that like function that Nuke has. Like, for example, like the tracker node, like you can like mm -hmm. um, just immediately just, you know, connect with expression where like, you know. Yeah, so oh yeah. So much easier that way or so much easier to, you know, that you know what's happening or you can like, yeah. you know, um, convert 3d track into 2d track. Like it's much more easier. So I guess oh, yeah. I haven't even explored that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think I asked one time on discord, like, is there a like way to convert 3d track, like reconcile node kind of thing where you can like convert mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, track data to more of a XY. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and that's a thing in Nuke you could do pretty easily. Yeah, like they they have they they have a way to do that, and like sometimes I wish like oh Flame could have that kind of function. As yeah, well. that that sounds cool. Yeah. That should be a feature request, Shannon. I Is think it? you should put that in. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Were there any other gotchas when you jumped on Flame, or was it was the transition pretty? easy for you oh. so there's like flame is so vast like even even today i learned that you you know when you have a bunch of like layers together within action like sometimes mm -hmm. when they overlap you get this weird like pixel break and in order to fix Ooh, that really yeah but in order to fix it you have to turn off your z buffer oh oh <laughs> the classic z buffer off yes yes because i almost whenever i see that yeah, it's like immediately you go do 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 to Z buffer off. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, because action's a 3D environment. So I think what it's, and you're dealing with surfaces, right? Yes. So it's trying to put it in Z or Z space correctly, which it's doing, but you're like, I just want to do a 2D comp. Like, yeah. I don't need. <laughs> that is exact yeah. thought I had. And for me yeah. to get around that problem, I had to like play with, you know, the Z position priority or priority. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're like those nice. kinds of small gotchas. And, and you know, these things don't, they're not really available online. Like you kind of like yeah. face it and then the problem kind of comes up and then you have to figure out. So right. Those small gotchas are everywhere in flame. So it just, I think it was an old Joel Osis tutorial that I saw that. Where he was like, oh, turn off Z buffer. And then I kind of put it away, you know, in my brain of like, 
didn't really understand what he was doing. And then when the problem came up, I was like, oh, maybe it's a zebra. And at work, I was like, oh, that's what it means. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Like today, because I yeah. did see people like, oh, and then turn off your zebra fur. Or sometimes like I see, uh, you know, even like, you know, someone was like, you know, showing me a bit of a demo. And then like, as as he was like showing me, he like turned up zebra fur. And I was but what's, what does that do? I don't know. But, you know, then yeah. they clicked. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I know. Again, every form that happens in flame, it's always a button away. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just have to know where to find that button. That's the problem. Well, yeah. You have to read the problem, right? Like, what is the problem? Here? <laughs> true. Very true. Um, yeah. Because yeah, in Nuke, I guess I know it has like an amazing 3D environment, but I guess you never have to really worry about the Z space all. or not at all. Yeah. Okay. No. Interesting. Yeah. So there's something in the code that, okay, very nice. So are there any features? Oh, I mean, that's a quote. You just came across a Z buffer. Mm -hmm. Anything else you're like looking forward to exploring or like you've come across and went, oh, wow, this is a cool like node to do X or whatever you had to do. <sighs> cool node. Because honestly, I'm more intimidated by how many nodes are there. Like, you know, if you look at the matchbox. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Oh God! I know. Just Matchbox alone they is crazy. Cool, but I'm yeah. like, okay, it's like it's almost like, okay, so that's a that's called ABC. Now, how do I make into a word and how do I use that vocabulary into a sentence? It's almost like you know, like totally, totally. Yeah. So definitely, there's a lot of you know that seems interesting, but at the same time, like it's just so much to cover even to get to that. What it feels like. I know. Or it depends on the job. Well, I joked. Yeah, it depends on the job. And I joked to a friend years ago because he I had shown him one of my batch setups. And it was pretty big. Yeah. He's like, wow, how did you learn all that? And I'm like, well, if you actually look at it, I'm only using about seven nodes. It's just a lot of that same node to get the task done. But I'm really only, it's like mux, paint, action, matte edge, G-mask. Like, a it's just like you use the, your seven nodes and you get the task done. It just looks crazy, but... <laughs> Again, yeah. so far, you look very serious, yeah. but with it, right, exactly. only artists know this, you know, it's only few. It's totally. Yeah, but yeah, people totally. are intimidated by it, like, and plus, yeah, that's one thing, like, you know, how flame is, like, a, it's a side phase, like, you know, it's yeah. a horizontal tree. Yeah, like, I guess that was something I had to get used to, actually, because nuke is, like, okay. down. It yeah, it's vertical. Yeah, yeah. Do you prefer, do you have a preference? Like, do you like how flame is left to right? Or do you kind of miss the top to bottom? Top to bottom, only because like flame, when it's like horizontal, then, you know, the, the connection line gets stretched so far. Because then you have to like yes. duplicate yeah. whatever node that you were using in the front, like to back. And I just feel like it gets more clustered. Mm-hmm from top to bottom, like you can have pipe, but you can also at the same time hide the pipe if you want to. I know. Oh yeah, you can hide it. Yeah, and there's this yeah. nuke tool. What is it like? Uh, God, what is it called? Not ST, um, there's some tool, it's like stamps in nuke where yeah. you could basically have your node or your uh, read node at the top and you just load the stamp wherever you need it, but it's it's basically a line connecting it. And I'm like, oh man, I wish Flame had that. Yeah, it's like a, what's it called almost like placeholder for your like footage. yeah something like that yeah like that kind of like you know so you don't have to because you know at the same time when you duplicate a bunch of footages then you get like 
your your um, schematic uh, I know. real gets so yeah. long and yeah. you don't know what is what. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, you prefer, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think uh, a lot of the times nuke scripts are cleaner to look at than flame scripts. Yeah, yeah. so that makes sense. because flame. That's why you look much cooler when you do flame. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, I actually just had a session recently, yeah. and people were like, "Wow, how did you learn this?" You know, because they're seeing you connect all this, and yeah, you just go, "Well, you know, you pick it up over time. Like it takes years to." <laughs> they look like a it. neuron passage. You know, it's like totally, like, totally. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of art directors and or you know agency. People are used to Photoshop and Illustrator, where it's all layer based and oh, you know it's here. pretty manageable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one. Oh, I mean, I would not want to comp. Yeah, like yeah. I don't do anything in After Effects. Oh, yeah, yes, so exactly. it's, like it drives me I know, crazy. Like, I know. Why are you so hidden? Exactly. I mean, there are. It, it comes down to the artists. Like I've seen amazing After Effects artists, but I just personally wouldn't want to use layer based for compositing. Yeah. There's no way. You gotta see everything. No Excuse me. No, no, you, you don't get to hide. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah so are you still specializing in beauty or have you kind of branched out into other things or you know i mean as a flame artist you know you mm -hmm. you can work on a vast you know wide gamut of shots mm -hmm. so well originally i wanted to become a compositor right so like um beauty kind of happened because that's how, that's the that was the place i started out they were doing beauty so that's how okay. I learned, but ultimately I wanted to do what compositors do, like composite elements, create a picture. Yeah. Because now that, so basically the reason even, the reason why I came to the current company is that as well, where you get more experience and more exposure to do um, more than beauty work. So that's, so it's so challenging, right? Because like, you know, compositing, it's just, it's really like a hands-on experience. That's how you learn. So I do miss beauty work because like it, there is right answer at least like, you know, okay. as long as the okay. talent looks clean and pretty and healthy, like there's, that's the answer. So mm -hmm. uh, that's what I enjoy about beauty work. But because like the place where I am, like you get to do more like, you know, keying more like, you know, creative compositing. So cool. it is so challenging. It really, I've been telling people that I, I feel like, I was like a student at a, you know, more of a smaller school. <laughs> now I feel like I can't yeah. Ivy League. And I'm like, uh, what did I get myself? Uh, <laughs> you know what? But it's a, it's a growing experience. I think you always need to switch things up because mm -hmm. that's how you're going to become a better artist. If you're just doing beauty day in, day out, you're going to be amazing at that. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, when you get a green screen shot, you're going to go, wait, how do I key like what what's the best technique so i think it's good to step out of your comfort zone yeah i yeah. think it really is it's not comfortable but Absolutely you will become not. a much better better Absolutely artist yeah. yeah literally i had to like you know i go to uh our logic pro session where you know there's an mb like a life coach yeah trainer. oh my gosh she's a life, mm -hmm. life saver <laughs> because nice. it's, it's learning curve it's, it's 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 scary but you know it's something that's unavoidable so having a right that. Speaking of which, how has Logic Academy Pro helped you out? Because yeah, you seem pretty active on it. So oh yeah, I'm so glad that Logic Pro is you know is available for artists who's trying to learn, because you know obviously yeah. we went through a very interesting time 
where like you know pandemic kind of mm -hmm. made it harder to you know have a hands-on experience and learn as you go and you know the reason that i became really good at or really i feel comfortable doing beauty work is because i was in a room with a bunch of senior artists and you know yeah. watch them and have interaction and have that you know mentor mentee situation happening it's just you just learn faster sure. you know the the body language and everything like you just learn yeah basically that's the, the basically what logic pro is doing is exactly that where thankfully all this like super talented artist they're you know mm -hmm. open about coaching and teaching any area that you want to get better at and so when i transitioned to flame and when i was starting to do all the other tasks i had a go-to but not only just skill what also helped me was that because they're so open and friendly like it really helped me to deal with you know like again with the learning curve like i didn't felt lonely you know because before yeah. i had yep. to do stuff on my own like teach myself how to do it or find a way to do it and obviously not having enough knowledge and experience working there's a wall that you hit at a certain point but it was like you know the interaction with the artist in you know logic pro and you know at you know logic discord you get that help yeah. and you feel less lonely about it and you feel less intimidated and eventually you feel less anxious about it and you actually sure. learn and you feel confident about it so mm -hmm. you know they really let me grow not only in a skill that's awesome. matter but as a, as a as a person as a young person as a young artist like it just gives you that you know confidence and assurance that it's okay yeah like someone's yeah. telling you that it's okay it's so powerful and so for sure yeah effective i guess to yeah no and no, i totally agree like it's when I started, this is way pre-pandemic. Yeah, you would sit in the room with, you know, I started in uh, creative editing. So you'd sit in with an editor as an assistant editor and you could see how they ran the room with the agency and the agency would say one thing and you're on Avid and you're like already doing it. And then the editor's like, oh, could you do that? And you're like, oh, I already, did. it's in this banner over here. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, cool, thank you. So there was a lot of like interactive and you could just see how things worked. And then Flame was similar when I started. But I can't even imagine now being more of a uh, flame assist or junior coming up and you're just at your house. And unless someone's screen sharing with you, how do you really pick it up? I mean, yes, you could watch a million tutorials and I highly recommend that. But mm -hmm. there's something about, say, a more of a senior showing you how to do things mm -hmm. and more efficient ways of doing it, mm -hmm. you know, for that certain task mm -hmm. that really helps. And it's hard, you know, I mean, still we're all work from home, so it must yeah. be harder for the up and coming. And also like the feedback or if you try out a skill or try out a technique and obviously like, you know, it's not magical Grand K tutorial, right? I know. <laughs> totally. I wish totally. it was like that, but it's, even though you feel like you're doing everything, but you know, so someone who has more trained eye to tell me like, yes. oh, your problem is this, or if, or you know, but most importantly, if they just know better how to make it better or look better, and having mm -hmm. that coaching, it's most vital. And yes, that's but Logic Pro helps you do that. Like uh, they, yeah, for sure, help you to you know 
have that help. <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah, it's been great. I've been on it for, I think, a month now, mm -hmm. and I've already really enjoyed my time. And like Finn's color classes and his CG yes. car, yep. I'm just like, I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Absolutely. So oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, Finn's color club helped me a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. It was great hearing your backstory and what you've been up to recently. So I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. This episode of the Logic Podcast is brought to you by AJA, together with Flame since 2006. We would like to welcome to the Logic family our friends at Hot Spring. Hotspring is the future of VFX outsourcing. Hotspring connects you to great artists to get your projects done, making it easier than ever to access the best talent around the world. I highly encourage if you need any help with roto, paint, 3D match move, or cleanup, give the folks at Hotspring a shout. You will not be disappointed. www.thehotspring.com. And last but not least, Logic Academy Pro you haven't checked it out yet i highly recommend it there are so many cool courses that range from cg car replacement cleanup nuke for flame artists mocha color management vfx supervision and also meetups for mentoring your career so check out pro.logic.tv thank you for listening